make way for the king. Rogers on the move. End zone for Adams. See you later. How's it going, football fans? Welcome back to Football Capital Podcast, brought to you by Dorm Room Sports. I am Depression. I mean, Austin Dugas. And with me, as always, the wonderful Noah Voss. How's it going, everybody? Rough time. Rough week. Yeah. Something. You can call it that, I guess. Yeah. Bad luck. Just pain. Yeah. Just a lot of pain. Remember in the last episode when I was like, ho, 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 Christmas is almost here. Oh, my God, dude. We were we were hyping it up so much. And then <laughs> we were like, Carson Wentz is looking great. And then, bam, foot injury. <laughs> it's like. Apparently, apparently, Santa heard me talking about him and decided to bring Cole, yeah. to, to, Cole to the Colts organization. Um, yeah. No kidding. Not a big, not a big fan of that, but you know we'll get into it. We got a lot to talk about regarding training camp. Uh, we're injuries. <laughs> yeah, just just one big training camp. Bad luck. Second, two weeks into training camp this year. Um, well, some teams look. Pads pretty, are coming on. Pads are coming on. It is smacky smacky time. Um, nope. Some teams look pretty good. Some teams not as good. Struggling. So some teams struggling to get adjusted. It's normal. You get give and take. Perfectly normal. Yeah. You got five weeks, six weeks until the season starts anyway. So um that's right. But wait, I just we're one day away from football, which I am ecstatic for the Hall of Fame game featuring the Cowboys and the Steelers. Um oh. like I said, I'll probably call Noah and we'll listen or we'll watch it together like yeah, we'll probably be watching it. Yeah, we'll be since we can't be together yet watching it. Uh, we'll probably just call each other and FaceTime each other and watch. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, so that's exciting. Finally, some football back. Um, the tweets have been flooding in saying, you know, this week is the or last week was the last week without football until February. That goes for NFL and college. If you're a college fan too, so. Yeah, that's just the uh, most exciting part of the year. So without further ado, let's just get on into the news. Um, I just want to go ahead and talk about it. Just want to get it off my chest because I feel like I need to do it. I feel like I need to rant for a little bit. So, Noah, just take a time out here real quick. Um, it is physically and mentally and emotionally exhausting being a Colts fan over the past couple of years. It is just the biggest roller coaster of emotions that one could conceivably have. And I understand there are other organizations such as the Jets and the Browns and uh, the Lions who have had very rough years for a long time. And I understand their pain too. But at the same time, how many times has the injury bug hit you consistently every year like us? First of all, second of all, how many good quarterbacks are we just going to run to until we can find one, right? 
Okay. So going off that, you, we trade for Carson Wentz. Colts fans are excited. First day of training camp, he's a little shaky, getting adjusted. Day two of training camp, has an amazing day. Looks like the old Carson Wentz of 2017-2018. Colts fans are excited, exuberant. All of the possible adjectives that you could use to, to emphasize that feeling, Colts fans were. Friday morning rolls around. I'm at work, minding my business, right? Had a buddy come up to me. Got some bad, got some bad news about Carson Wentz. I'm like, what you talking about? Oh, man, we'll check it out. Oh, Carson Wentz is out indefinitely with a flare injury. Okay. Didn't say what it was. Didn't give a timetable. All it said was out indefinitely. I'm sitting there. I'm a laid back kind of guy. I'm like, you know what? Maybe just tweaked a little bit. Maybe, you know, roll the ankle. Something, something, something small, you know. Not not really stressing too much about it. Um, so we're just kind of sitting back and waiting. He goes and has MRIs, yada, yada, yada. Turns out Carson Wentz suffered a broken bone in his foot to the likes of which I just don't understand. So how it happened was they were in the middle of practice. He was rolling out of the pocket. He planted the throw and some, his, it, it broke his foot apparently. A non-contact injury, might I add. Um, maybe he just planted funny. Who knows? I didn't see it, obviously, because I was in the training camp. There's not video of it. Um, so who knows, right? Gets the MRIs, broken foot. How did this happen? What happened? What broke? What are we looking at here? Turns out, apparently, Carson Wentz fractured his foot, a bone in his foot, when he was in high school. And when he fractured that bone, instead of it being a normal fracture, he, the bone lodged itself somewhere into the foot that it did not hurt him did not he didn't feel it it was just lodged there and stuck right and so he just kept playing because he didn't realize maybe maybe he didn't realize it was fractured if he couldn't feel it he, who, who knows played college football no problem played five years in the nfl with the eagles no problem the moment he gets to the indianapolis colts whap, gone foot broken immediately how in the world you can't make this up. This is, you can't write this. You literally can't write this. So as of right now, his timetable is five to 12 weeks. He had the surgery on Monday. Um, the first two weeks, as Frank Reich has said, the head coach, he will be resting a lot of doing nothing. As they've said, uh, after the two weeks, he will get into rehab. Um, and like I said, that timetable is five to 12 weeks. So, we're very optimistic that he can come back on the front end of that. Frank Reich says that about a week or two into the rehab process, you'll see where he's at and how quickly he'll be able to come back. Um, and all realistic uh, measures, we don't play technically until six weeks away, September 12th against Seattle. So it is completely plausible that Carson Wentz can be back by then. Um, it's a lot of reckless optimism being thrown around. Um so Jacob Eason is in as our quarterback for the time being. He's been shaky in training camp, um, had down days. Yesterday was abysmal, not just for him, for the whole offense. The defense has been on fire all of camp. Uh, so that's good to hear, but it's bad to hear that your offense is playing pretty bad. But today, apparently, Jacob Eason had a bounce back day, played really, really well. 
So that's good to hear. It's baby steps. You know, he didn't get any training camp or preseason or anything last year. So it's baby steps to get him better. We understand it's just frustrating to see. Well, Carson Wentz is out. All right. It's a little setback. He'll be back. We'll be fine. Quentin Nelson, all pro left guard, best offensive lineman in the NFL. No argument. I don't care what anyone says. Same exact injury as Carson Wentz the following week. That Monday that Carson Wentz was getting surgery, yeah, Quentin Nelson had the same injury happen to him at practice. Don't know how it happened. Um, You know, originally people thought that he just got his foot stepped on and it bothered him for a little bit. Maybe it got stepped on and broke. Maybe he planted funny too. Who knows? All I know is why are our best players – getting hurt first of all second of all why is it the same injury i mean the colts fans two things about colts fans one they were going around joking around saying or broken bones contagious because that's what it seems like (laughs) second of all colts fans need to calm down let's be realistic five to twelve weeks it's a long it's a big timetable i i understand five weeks is less than our first game so it's plausible that both could be back week one It's very plausible. Quentin Nelson has said that he will be back week one. He doesn't care about the rehab process. He doesn't care about any of that. He has given a detailed script of his routine and what it's going to be to head coach Frank Wright when he'll be back and pretty much saying he'll be back week one. Quentin Nelson will be back week one. Just with his confidence, he's going to be back. Wentz, I think he could be back week one too. He's a I, I don't know. I'm kind of back and forth on who I think will be back first, if not both of them back week one. But um, yeah, man. I just I had more I wanted to say, but I'm just getting just I'm just ranting at this point. Colts fans need to calm down though. That as soon as Carson went down and Nelson went down, the whole Colts group chat that I'm in was like, time to tank, time to look for another quarterback. <laughs> We just got one, and he's 28 years old. 28. I understand he has an injury history, but he has played a lot of football. It's not like he's missed a bunch of time. Like, he's played through injuries. Sometimes his performance goes down a little bit because of it, but he hasn't always had the best team protecting him. Now he has the offensive line to protect him. Apparently not from a non-contact injury, though. It's not the point. Point is, calm down. There's 18 weeks in the season now. Got one week extended. Even if they're not back week one or two, they could easily be back week three. Maybe we drop the first two games. It's not like we haven't done that before. I'm pretty sure Andrew Luck, when he was our quarterback, dropped the first two games like four years of his career. And we won to the playoffs almost every time. Calm down. It's okay. I understand the frustration because I'm frustrated too. But I'm also realistic and optimistic about it. And I know that this guy wants to play football and he wants to be back. I know Quentin Nelson wants to be back. I'm not worried about it. It's just frustrating to see everything kind of pile up at one time the way that it did. Two of our most important and best players and also the same exact injury. It's just frustrating. But both surgeries went really well, and now they're just resting. We'll see what happens. 
Noah, I would like to hear if you have any comments on it. I know I just rambled for like seven minutes. Sorry, everybody. I just needed to get it off my chest. I think that's well justified. If it was in, uh, if the injuries were to Cam or Mac Jones and one of our you know, starting players on offense, I'd be in the same boat. Obviously, it's upsetting and stuff like that. Luckily, the best thing, the best case scenario is what Austin said. It is right at the beginning of the season. So it's, if anything, um, you know, they're not there for the first couple games of the, the year. That's fine. Just like what Austin was saying. They still, you know, you still got 15 games to play. So it's it's going to be fine. And then it doesn't, it's not a severe injury. It doesn't seem like the risk of them getting re-injured. You know, I'm not a doctor, so I don't really know. But I don't think it's very high once the surgery and the rehab process, you know, I think it's good. Um, unless a freak thing happens, but um, it's not like a muscle or a tendon like tear or anything like that that could easily, you know, snap or tear again. So I think it's to Colts fans, I think you got to stay optimistic. Um, I wouldn't put your team in the toilet yet. Like Austin said, y'all got a really stellar defense. Um, and if Jacob Eason can kind of just hold down the fort, um, if Wentz is away for a couple of weeks, then I think everything will be fine. Who do y'all play the first two weeks? Seahawks and who? The Rams. Okay. And those are going to be. I mean, those are going to be tough games with. Yeah. Us. Yeah. So I mean, regardless, um, I think there's nothing to worry about. Obviously, but I mean, you know, you can't do anything. Uh, you can't worry about the future. So all you gotta do now is just stay optimistic and um, hopefully everything will fall into place. The great thing about what happened in the surgery and everything is the doctor reported the coach Reich and the Colts that, you know, they removed the bone that was broken. That was the point of the surgery to remove the bone. So it's no longer an issue. Um, A and B that there was no further damage in the foot anywhere. Like it was just that little bone that was causing them the problem. Remove it. Now it's just rest rehab get back on that horse and so what makes me optimistic is the fact that it was no external damage it was just that little thing that they had to remove so honestly i understand that it's you don't want to rush them and once again like noah said i'm not a doctor either but in my opinion i don't think it'll take these guys a ridiculously long time to readjust to like walking or moving comfortably yeah. i know i it might be a little uncomfortable at first but that's part of the rehab process but like yeah in two weeks will be the second week of preseason, first week of preseason, one of the, like, mm, yeah, second, second week of preseason or something. They'll be rehabbing second week of preseason. We still will have three plus weeks until we play. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a long time. time. That's almost yeah, that's a actually month. a long time. That's like a month. Five weeks time. on paper, like just seeing the words five weeks doesn't seem like a long time. But like, if you put it into days, yeah. I guess that is what 35 days is five weeks. So, I mean, you got over a month. So put it that way. And then it's like, Oh, okay. It's like a lot of time. <laughs> they almost, they almost have a month of rehab after right. the portion portion. Like they have a little less than a month to rehab. Yeah. Calm down, everybody. It's okay. And to all those people that say the Colts need to sign a veteran or trade for a veteran, shut up, shut up. Yeah. I don't really understand that because I mean, I've heard things like Minshew to the Colts. Uh, you sent me something yesterday of, of Foles, uh, 
possibly trade talks or something. Just, you know, nothing made, nothing actual, like, uh, fact, you know, it was just like speculation. Um, but yeah, that's the dumbest move I think they could make if they sign a, a like a veteran quarterback mm-hmm. for something that's not even that major. So people were trying to make the connection with Nick Foles and Frank Reich, that same connection that Wentz and Frank Reich had. Oh, they've played yeah. together, they know each other well, yada yada yada. Shut up, shut up. We're not giving yeah. up more draft capital to bring in another yeah. veteran guy who may or may for not a couple weeks one or two games. <laughs> Yeah. That. Like just show and you have Jacob Eason who's been in the system already for a year. Or so I mean Jacob Eason it doesn't is, make sense. once again, he's still kind of a rookie. He didn't really get a training camp yeah. last year. But he still knows the system better than Nick Foles or Minshew or another veteran quarterback would. He, knows, he, well, so, he might not know it better than Foles because well, yeah. His Foles and Reich. Reich kind of runs the same offense he did on the Eagles. It's not the exact mm-hmm. same, but it's very similar. So, um, so Falls might know it a little better, me a little more comfortable in it. But that's not the point. The point is, you get you get backup quarterbacks for a reason. You you, you we used a fourth round pick on him in the twenty twenty draft. Um, you, you give the kid a chance, and whether or not he's the guy we drafted, Sam Ellinger this year out of Texas. I'm not a big fan of Sam Ellinger, but apparently he is balled out in training camp. And the quarterback competition is heating up, apparently. So maybe Sam Ellinger gets the call. I don't know, but it's Jacob Eason's job right now. Shut up about trading for a veteran. There was an article. I don't know if I sent it to Noah, but I know I sent it to Mike about trades that we should make to go get Minshew. I don't know what drugs the person was on (laughs) who made this article, but it had to be the dumbest, worst trades I've ever seen in my life, Noah. Did I send you this article? Uh, I don't think the Minshew one. I was looking at the uh, Minshew one on my own time. You know what I'm um, talking about? I didn't see the exact trade. It was just like – it was like Minshew's, like, hype training video of him in the American shorts with, like, the eagle in the background. <laughs> the first and it was just like – It gave three – It gave three trade scenarios for us to go get Minshew, okay? Let me – let me, yeah. it, and it progressively gets worse as the article goes on, okay? The first trade – Mo Ali Cox for Gardner Minshew. Would I listen to it? Maybe. Would I do it? No. First of all, Mo Ali Cox is a beast. Second trade. Second trade. Who is the second trade? Wow, I'm blanking all, all of a sudden. Ooh, let me let me think. I think it was someone on the defense. Um, shoot. Either way, it's still a dumb idea for both sides. Well, okay. It's still a dumb decision for both sides. I can't believe I'm blanking. Like, I get it, Trevor Lawrence is the obvious starter, but, like, what if something, like, an injury were to happen to Trevor Lawrence? Like, who's your backup then? And I don't know. But anyway. I really can't believe I'm blanking on this, but I know who the third person was, who was the worst one of all, and the one that sent Colts fans ablaze was (laughs) – DeForest Buckner. <laughs> trading, oh, my God. Trading Pro Bowl, defensive tackle, DeForest Buckner. For was, this a, was this a actual analyst, or was this just some, like, random, like, fan page? No, it was an actual article, and I'm trying to find it real quick. I don't think I'll be able to find it, but, I mean, just the worst article 
I have ever read in my life. I, I yeah, I can't believe the the pure stupidity out of one article. Like, oh my goodness, it just it blows my mind to see people that actually think that's possible. Yeah, no, that's whatever. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> We can move on. You just want to run them. The the final thing about the Colts, apparently Phillip Rivers has come out and said to someone very close to him that he would not mind coming back and playing. I saw that as well. He is staying ready, as quoted by him, um, for so that if any team needs him, he can just come back and step in. Um, Also, at the same time, he is coaching high school football. So I think his priority is that. So it would have to be later in the season. And by that time, you know, we wouldn't need him. But I did say when the Carson Wentz went down and we didn't know how long um, he'd be down, I'm pretty sure I was the first one in, like, the Colts group chat and out of Colts people that I know that said if our best option if we do need a quarterback is to reach out to Phillip Rivers, I think. Yeah. I mean, um, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, I just think that's the smartest option. Oh, here it is. I knew I knew it was this person. I found the article. I knew it was this person. Julian Blackman. He was a rookie safety last year. He's our rookie free safety last year. And yeah, I know the name. Um, he was in the conversation for a defensive rookie of the year for about three quarters of the year. So, <laughs> so yeah. This is on a page called Fan Sided. Uh, it was written by Carlos Sanchez. Carlos Sanchez, I just want you to know that you should never, ever be able to write an article and publish it ever again because that was the worst thing I've ever read in my life, and your credibility is seriously jeopardized after that. But man, yeah, that is a – I don't know. Uh, anyway, that's anywho. Enough, that's enough cold sock for now. I'm going to – I got that Did you out. just want to – did you want to just continue with the injury train, just like go list – yeah, I mean, all, all, everybody yeah. just. I think the Colts have definitely been hit with the injury bug the hardest, because oh, you got yeah. Derek Leonard still out. You got Ryan Kelly, the center, the pro center, all pro center, or the Pro Bowl center, who he's got a hyperextended left arm. He'll be back for the season, so that's not a problem. Yeah. But we got left tackle Eric Fisher. Sixty percent of our offensive line is out right now. That blows. Darius Leonard is out. Um, you just have players here and there that have like little like tweaks and injuries that like. It happens with every team, so it's nothing major. Yeah. But I don't know if a team that has as many major injuries right now as the Colts going forward. No, I think the Colts are definitely up there. But Darius Leonard should be back any day, Maniac. Um, yeah, that's good. That's good. And Ryan Kelly will be back. Um, Fisher probably won't be back till late September, honestly. Um, so that's our – I mean, that's all right. We'll deal with left tackle. All eyes are just on Winston Nelson. Uh, yeah. Forward. I'm trying to think of other major injuries. I know Kenny. Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Kenny Galladay. I think the initial uh, testing and MRIs and everything that they looked at, it was just like a pulled hamstring or something. Not something minor. Yeah, something like, super minor. Like maybe it'll set him back a few couple or like a like a week or a week and a half maybe. It should be fine. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, nothing crazy. Um. What else? Did you want to talk about the? Jags or no the Panthers? Oh, the Panthers. Uh, camp incident. Yeah, you can go ahead and you can bring that one up. Yeah. So if y'all don't know, 
there was an incident at a Carolina Panthers training camp where they were had their, they were they already had pads on, um, and a wide receiver was coming across the middle, and they, he had a corner on him or a safety or a linebacker. Or I could, it's such a bad video; it's so hard to tell. The the corner or the safety from the other side of the field, once he caught it uh, or like bobbled it, something he had already got hit by the initial pursuer. And then, so, I mean, the play was dead and it seemed like he took a couple more steps and deliberately lowered his shoulder, like closer to his head. I think hit him in the head. And he, uh, after that, he uh, got kicked off of uh, practice. So um, Austin probably a little bit more detail on it, but it's kind of a, you know, just an interesting story to talk about. So what I got from it was, it was Keith Kirkwood, um, of the Panthers. I've never heard of him before. Probably just a smaller guy that they kind of brought on for competition. I don't know anything about him. I also don't know anything about the safety that laid the hit. What I do know is Kirkwood was running what looked to be the video wasn't great. It was like from a field over. Um yeah, and there were people it was like kind a of post or yeah it was crossing people, routes. Yeah there were people kind of standing in the way. Um but it was some kind of post drag crossing route. It was across the middle of the field. Um the defender was clearly guarding Keith. Keith, I don't know if he made the catch. I don't remember. But he went up, came down, and it was pretty much defenseless receiver. That's the best thing you can call it. Yeah. Um, he could not have gotten out of the way. He was on the way of coming down from the being from jumping to catch the ball. Um, the safety lowered his – what seemed to be – I don't know if it was his helmet, but it seemed to be his shoulder – straight into the helmet of the receiver. Um, I don't remember if it said he got knocked out, but he was down and out. Like, if he wasn't if he wasn't unconscious or knocked out, he, he was just not moving. He was just playing. Yeah, he was just, he was stuck. Um, completely scary to see. You never want to see it. He had to be taken immediately away in an ambulance at a local hospital um, yeah. to be tested. Uh, best thing is, I, I don't think I have an update. I actually do. It's He's uh he was at practice today wearing a red jersey, so that's no contact. That's what the quarterbacks wear, um, a red jersey. So that means no one touch him. Um, he was wearing one of those, uh, so that's good to hear. The safety, I don't remember his name. It was a real weird name. Uh, the safety is no longer on that team. He immediately got released. Um, I understand the competitive drive. You want to see that. You want to see people compete. But and if you didn't see the video, I'd recommend trying to find it. It's unacceptable, especially in training camp. Yeah, yeah especially when uh, it's your teammate. I understand, you know, in the heat of the moment, you're not thinking that it's training camp. But there is a, you know, time and place for everything, obviously. And to lower your shoulder on a defenseless teammate is, you know, it's not a good look. And I think they handled it the right way by getting them out of there. Um, yeah. That's uh, just not right. That's just not what you do. You always see skirmishes between teammates on, you know, in um, training camp because that's just what it is. It's supposed to be competitive. So tempers flaring. I mean, at the end of the day, these are it's it's their jobs. At the end of the day, they either get a roster spot and get on the team and make their salary, or you know, they go home and then they have to look for another job practically. So obviously, tempers are high, you know, competitiveness, you know, but. Like I said, there's a time and a place, and you just don't do that, especially in a, you know, to a teammate. Not worth it. I remember being at work and hearing about the incident, and telling a buddy of mine that I wouldn't be surprised if he was cut by the end of the day. 
sure yeah. enough, 20 minutes later, I, I see the uh, yeah, teams have very low tolerances for that. Yeah, I see the tweet from Adam Schefter saying, uh, yeah, he's done. He's gone. So, yeah, definitely the right move. Unacceptable. You never want to see it. It's good. It's such it's a good thing that Kirkwood was uh, able to kind of okay. from it. And he had yeah. severe injuries. Um, so that's you see thing. hits like Shazier that don't look incredibly like, you know, hard or dangerous. And then like he was paralyzed. And then um, that's just something like that. That's Shazier was on some real Vontez perfect stuff right there. Like, yeah, like for real. It was, it was nasty. Vontez perfect for those of y'all that don't know. I don't even think he's in the league right now because no one really wants him. But he's just, <laughs> oh my he's, God. He is infamous infamous for laying the hit on people but not in a good way in a way where in the correct way yeah he likes to drop his helmet and basically head hunting Uh, it didn't matter who you were he did it to jack doyle of the colts like two years ago he got ejected from that game um for those i'm sure this one's a little more famous uh the antonio brown uh crossing route or drag route whatever it was where Vontaze Perfect uh, hit Antonio Brown in the helmet. A lot of people attribute Antonio Brown's recent behavior to that hit. Um, Well, (laughs) maybe. Um, I think it's a little funny, the story that they came out with that one. But still, it's still not okay. I don't think he's in the league right now, as he shouldn't be. There's just no place for that. You just don't want to see that. You don't want to see people. Yeah. There's a difference in between, like, a correct way of, you know, making a big hit. Like, guys like Cam Chancellor, Jamal Adams, look at those guys. Like, those guys know how to do it the correct way. Not purposely going out of your way to hit somebody when they're defenseless. You know, that's just that's just not right. So No, it's unacceptable when the Panthers 100% made the right move of getting him out of there immediately. I don't think he'll be on another team. I'd be surprised. Um, he was in – I don't remember don't remember his name, but I've never heard of him before. So he must have been a new guy or someone that they kind of signed once again, like Kirkwood for competition. Um, moving off that story into the next, um, the Giants. This is an interesting one. So the Giants were practicing yesterday, and I don't know what the reason was or why it happened. But apparently, a full-fledged brawl happened between the whole team. The whole team was involved, apparently. And when they say the word, yeah, I saw brawl, yeah, when they say the word brawl in the report, I don't know if that means like they're your normal like pushing and shoving of people. Like when you're watching a football game and things get heated and you start to see people in each other's face, you'll you'll see people trying to pull each other back and move them. They use the word brawl. I don't know if that means that or if it was actually like some fighting going on i don't i don't know yeah there was no video that i could find what i do know that in the report was daniel jones your franchise quarterback was at the very bottom (laughs) of one of the piles another thing that a i don't know how that happens maybe daniel jones tries to get some ball maybe he's fighting someone maybe he's trying to break people up trips over a foot ends up on the ground and then people end up on top of him i don't know could have been at the end of a play or something. Your yeah. franchise quarterback cannot be on the crown with everyone on top. Yeah. Um. So head coach Judge Joe, Joe Judge was obviously livid. Um, yeah. And he punished the team and made the team sprint. 
do uh, 100s, do laps, push-ups. I mean, rightfully so, they needed to be punished because that's that's like it's a it's it's normal for you know a scuffle to break out, but yeah. a but a full fledged brawl. I don't understand how that happens. Yeah, tempers. You know, just say, like I said before, tempers get flying, but you know. It's your it's your team. I don't know how these grown men don't understand that sometimes, but you are a team. There's no point of trying to fight each other. <laughs> yeah, it, just, um, it doesn't make yeah. sense. I don't understand. So Sterling Shepard came out and gave a uh, comment or quote saying that, you know, he thinks Joe Judge was 100% right in the way that he punished the team and pretty much said if you disagree with him and think that it was harsh, then you can leave because you're not trying to have that attitude around here. Yeah, that makes total sense. So so um, that sucks. I know there was a fight at Colts camp, not a brawl, but I know uh, one safety laid a hit on receiver Michael Pittman um, that Michael Pittman didn't take too kindly to, to which Michael Pittman got up and uh took this man to the ground and uh yeah so i mean stuff like that happens you quickly break it up move on um hopefully those two made up after practice yeah. but nothing, nothing to the likes of a full-fledged everyone fist fighting in the middle of the practice field that's just not acceptable yeah um yeah i mean i don't understand uh moving off that uh, this is just a quick little update. Buccaneers and defensive coordinator Todd Bowles have agreed to a new three-year deal to keep him in Tampa Bay. Um, he's making $3 million per season. Um, good for him. Obviously, that defense last year was ferocious. They're going to be a high fantasy – not a high fantasy pick, but obviously a very popular one. To see. one of the, yeah. Out of the defenses, they'll probably go first on average. If you had to tally everyone drafting a defense, they'd probably go first. Yeah. Um, I saw this one today, and I was interested because a lot of people are hyping this team up, not to be super successful, but to be a little more explosive. Apparently, the Bengals have been the Bengals. Yeah, no, quite the opposite, actually. The Bengals' offense has been looking really bad, actually. Wow. Um. The Joe Burrow is getting rushed. I saw someone report saying that he's not, he doesn't look like he's comfortable back there, probably because of his injury and just being a little PTSD from the whole situation. Um, For sure. Which would make sense. Um, But he's getting bum rushed constantly. He's not able to make clean passes because he has no time in the pocket. Um, And all I want to say is, I told you so. Um, you should have I understand the sentiment with Jamar Chase coming from an LSU football fan. It makes sense. I understand why you'd want that duo to get back together. But how the hell is Burrow supposed to get the ball to Chase or Higgins or Boyd or any of them if he can't stand in the pocket longer than one second? Mm. I mean, the meme is hilarious. You got the meme of Someone throwing a football deep down the field to anybody, and then it has Penesul there blocking for him. And then you have yeah. Joe Burrow standing there with anybody blocking for him and Jamar Chase down there, and the ball goes immediately down. Like, yeah, makes sense. We've said that from the beginning. And the smart pick was Penesul. 
but it, it wasn't. They drafted Jamar Chase, and they're facing the repercussions right now. And with good defenses in that division, I mean, yeah. the Ravens have a good defense. The, the Steelers have a very good defense. The Browns have on paper Decent. on paper a very good defense. Maybe it'll turn out this year. Joe Burrow is in for a rough season if the Bengals don't figure it out because I don't – I don't understand yeah. how you have an immense talent like that where you don't sit there and you're like, oh, my God, we need to protect this guy. Oh, wait, yes, I do. We had Brian Griggs in for a GM, and he couldn't produce an offensive line for Andrew Luck. I know what that feels like. And now yeah. Andrew Luck, retired. Good luck, Joe Burrow. He'll be retired in six years, too. It's frustrating. It's frustrating, man. No, for sure. Um. Aaron Rodgers calls relationship with Packers GM Brian Gutenkus a work in progress. Yeah, that makes sense. Considering yeah. that Gutenkus pretty much, I don't think he blatantly came out and said this, but obviously, let's say Gutenkus was on his bad side, on his bad list, didn't like him, yada, yada, yada. Gutenkus yeah. returned the favor, kind of saying, kind of saying that Rodgers is a kind of a diva. Not not directly, but indirectly, kind of saying he's a diva, yada, yada, yada. I mean, they tracked it for Randall Cobb on the simple fact that Aaron Rodgers wanted him. And then after the trade yeah. happened, Gutenkus was like, are you happy now? Like, yeah, it's – it's – it's Yeah, I don't like that. Um, I don't know. I think it's – But, yeah. It's another – We st- talked about Rodgers a lot. But, yeah, it's just something to touch on, like – it's going to take a long time. It probably will never be good. Uh, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's just another example of Rodgers not being happy with the organization. The front offense. I don't want to say the organization as a whole, but the front office and him not ending up back there. Um, This one coming out of Denver, you have the quarterback competition, obviously, between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. I haven't seen anything recently, the past couple of days, about it. But the last time I did see something, um, a report came out saying that Drew Locke clearly won the day over Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I don't know if that is still the same. I don't know if Teddy's looked better. I don't know what the case is. But I think it'll be interesting if the Broncos ended up trading for Teddy Bridgewater and then they still played Drew Locke. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think I would still go with Drew Locke, I think. It may be a bold statement, but I think I'd still go with him and put Teddy on the bench just as a good veteran backup at this point. Um, But if Teddy outperforms Drew Locke, I don't see what the argument would be to not start him. Yeah, I don't don't know how that one's going to turn out. That one's definitely an interesting one. To pay attention to another quarterback competition, you got Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, this this whole thing is just controversy in general because you got the GM John Lynch that's like infatuated with Jimmy Garoppolo, but it's yeah. but it seems like Kyle Shanahan. He might not directly say it, but it seems like Kyle Shanahan wants to move on and kind of move on to Trey Lance. Yeah, and open up the play. I don't blame him. And open up the yeah. playbook a little bit more. Uh, Trey Lance has been balling in training camp. Yeah. Um, apparently Jimmy, Garoppolo, 
Apparently, Jimmy Garoppolo has been playing very, very well, too. Um, and John Lynch said that Trey Lance is definitely bringing the best out of Jimmy Garoppolo right now. But, I mean, once again, if Trey Lance is performing as well as he is and has a good showing in preseason, I don't know how long it is until Jimmy Garoppolo has one bad game where – and then Trey Lance is in. And, and then they're winning games. Yeah. I mean, that one's another interesting one to pay attention to. Um, Noah, do you have any updates about the Patriots quarterback competition right now? So far, everything that Bill Belichick has said is Cam Newton is – he is our guy. He is going to be the starter. Uh, not to say that Mac Jones is not producing because he has been playing really well. He's been getting a lot of reps. He's been getting extra reps. Um, Cam is a lot of positive things. Josh McDaniels, offensive coordinator, has come out and said he looks ten. He looks more comfortable. He looks calmer in the pocket. He's making better decisions. And he said, "This is just, you know, this is what the system is. You know, you got to spend some time in it in order to get comfortable with it." So, as a Patriot fan. And knowing last year's Cam Newton, I feel great about the quarterback situation. I think either way we'll go, I'll be happy. Because if we go with Cam, from the news I've been told and have read, it is that he is looking way better than he did last year. He's healthy. Um, We have a better receiving core now. Um, And if we go with Mac Jones, I'll still be excited because it's just, you know, I want to see how the rookie produces. He's, he's got a lot of potential, and, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing that if that does happen. But I'd rather him, as much as I want him to start, like, week three, because I just have a weird – I have a bad taste from last year of what Cam gave us. Um, you know, I, I think I'd much rather let Max sit on the bench for, you know, one year and um, just watch and sit behind Cam – uh, so, yeah, that's the update on the Pats quarterback situation. It looks like Cam Newton is taking the lead and he's going to run with it. Um, he's going to be our starter until, you know, at least we'll see what happens with the regular season. So, yeah. I've seen a lot of videos of Cam Newton in practice playing pretty well. Um, yeah. The only thing I still have not really seen is, like, a really good zip ball, like a tight window. That's what I'm, I'm waiting for. Because everything he kind of throws is just kind of lightly aired out. I mean, it's training camp, but I'm just waiting for that. I really just want to see him just zip one in somewhere. He's, I mean, um, I'm sure he's zipping it. Cam Newton is known to have a pretty. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it could just be hard to see on like camera or something. But and I'm sure there's not. I mean, I don't think someone's taking video every single second of every single throw that Cam Newton's throwing. But uh, Cam, yeah. Cam Newton's always been known to have like a zip, a crazy zip on his ball throw, really, really hard. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'll be fine. Hopefully, he's a little better than he was last year. I know Patriots fans are hoping for that. Um, but I've seen a lot yeah. of videos of him at training camp making very good throws, accurate throws, making a lot of deep throws too. The only receiver that I've heard of so far, I've heard, I've heard um, Nikhil Harry like once. I've heard Jacoby. He's Myers. been having a good camp actually. I've been hearing about Jacoby Myers a little bit. Um, but yeah. the one the one that I've been hearing about the most, which doesn't really surprise me, is Nelson Aguilar. Um, yeah. He's been catching a lot of deep posts and go routes from what I've seen. Um, and yeah. Cam has been putting it right where it needs to be for Aguilar yeah. to give him make a good catch. So it's very oh, yeah. 
I haven't seen anything from Johnny Smith or Hunter Henry. Um, They've been kind of like red zone guys so far that I've seen and uh, what I've been looking at. They've been more or less, you know, important, more, you know, targeted in the red zone, which I imagine is the plan. Um, Because that's what New England's always kind of done unless there's like some seam routes or something. Because then what New England has done in the past with the two tight end set is like one goes on like a little hitch or blocks and the other one goes down the seam or they both go down the seam. And then if it's a single safety, then the safety has choose, and then, you know, one guy's open. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, what I've seen from the, the uh, Henry and Smith, mostly red zone stuff so far. So um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how the Patriots bounce back this year. If they have a bounce back <coughs> this year or if they're more middle of the pack again this year while they're still rebuilding. Um, yeah. A lot of that depends on Cam. And if Cam doesn't play well and Mac comes in on how Mac will come in and play. Yeah. We'll just see. I'm just looking forward to it. It's right around the corner. Tomorrow is going to be exciting just to watch. So yeah, it'll be good to have football back on. Uh, a yeah. few more stories to kind of wrap up the episode. Real small things quickly get through. Uh, Matthew Stafford suffered my new injury today in practice. Uh, I think his thumb got hit maybe on a helmet or something. X-rays. They did x-rays, came back good, nothing broken, just uh, just bugging him a little bit. So he'll be fine. Um, I think they said that he might sit for a day or two or something small that just cannot mess up his thumb anymore. Um, but I remember when Drew Brees had legitimately the exact same injury and, like, he oh, was yeah. a quarter of the season. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so there's that. Um, what else? Oh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, not really news, but obviously he's the new receiver one of that Falcons unit, and he has came out, or sorry, come out and said that, you know, he's ready for that role. Um, yeah. He thinks he can lead, and that is one person that I once again am very high on when it comes to fantasy this year. Yeah. Um, you know, buy some stock in Calvin Ridley this year because I think he's gonna yeah. do some crazy stuff. Um, and finally, our last story of the night. Obviously, the Hall of Fame game is tomorrow. You're going to see a lot of people get inducted into the Hall of Fame, such as <clears throat> Peyton Manning, yeah. um, Edger and James, Colts running back, and Steelers players, Cowboys players. You're going to see a bunch of people be out there. It's going to be very exciting to watch. Um, yeah. Game, obviously, between the Steelers and Cowboys. It'll be good to see new players out there. It'll be good to see old players out there that are getting a chance, such as Mason yeah. Rudolph. How is Mason Rudolph? Yeah. Play. Dwayne Haskins is now on the Steelers. Oh, yeah. Wonderful to see him. Is he going to play quarterback too, or is it going to be Mason Rudolph? That'll be an interesting uh, quarterback battle. I don't know who yeah. will get more reps. It'll probably be Rudolph because he's been there longer. Um, I doubt we see Big Ben. I'd be yeah, surprised. I doubt it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many starters we'll see. Um, on Dallas, you'll see Micah Parsons. That'll be pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, Najee Harris. Actually, no, he's not hurt. He's fine. He'll play. Um, yeah. I'm interested to see how Najee looks. Um, I know the Cowboys are not playing Dak Prescott. Um, right. <laughs> Cooper, Cooper, I think, is still hurt, so I don't know if he'll play much. Um, so I think we'll have Ben DiNucci. Ben, little Ben DiNucci. All the TikTok mm-hmm. memes will come back. Um, awesome. He throws one touchdown and it's game over. Yeah. Um, like one highlight play will explode. 
CD Lamb has played very, or he has practiced very, very well in training camp. He's been like dominating everyone. So I wonder if he'll play tomorrow, and if he does, how well I he'll. Play. I'm sure he'll get at least a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half. Yeah. Um. I don't know. We'll see. But he's been dominating training camp, so that'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, football fans, we are one day away, less than 24 hours from now. There will be football. What time can they watch it? Uh, let me look that up real quick, real quick for the fans. Um, uh, probably be on what ABC? ABC I mean, or is it gonna probably, be on ESPN be on, or something? It'll probably be on multiple um channels. The Hall of Fame. I don't game, know whoever has the rights to it. The Hall of Fame game will take place August fifth, twenty twenty one, at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So awesome. I know I see CBS is reporting on it, so maybe it'll be on CBS. Um, yeah, but I mean we're one day away. I mean, yep. if you're a football fan and you're not excited, finally you have major issues. Preseason will be here. Ugh, I can't wait. I can't. I can't wait, man. So I think a Fox is also carrying it. Um, Hulu will have it. Fubo TV, I've never heard of that one. Sling TV. Um, unfortunately, there will not be any. Um... Oh, I'm sorry. TV channel, NBC. NBC, okay. It'll be on NBC tomorrow. So for football fans at 8.20 p.m. will be kickoff NBC. Make oh, sure- yeah, it's Thursday. Thursday, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> watching and then unfortunately we'll have to wait um most tomorrow the ninth thursday no sorry, the tomorrow's the fifth. fifth um unfortunately we'll have to wait for football again um which but not long not not by a lot but it'll be a couple weeks not a week i'm sorry i am all over the place right now the excitement is palpable yeah, it's ready to roll, ready to get going. Yeah, I know there's a little bit of a gap between games. Um, so we have the Hall of Fame game tomorrow at it uh, on August 5th. And then the next preseason game after that is not until August 12th. So we do have a little bit of a gap in between. Um, the week. But I think the first preseason game outside of the Hall of Fame game is the Redskins. Oh, I'm sorry, Washington football team. And Patriots, they are playing on the 12th at 7. Um, the Colts, unfortunately, do not play until the, I think, 15th, honestly. Yeah, the Colts play at, the Colts play Sunday, August 15th at 1 p.m. They are the only team playing on the 15th, so I expect to be able to watch that whole game somewhere on my TV. No, sometimes I've been watching them on Instagram Live. Sometimes people will have them on my like, uh, um, Hopefully it'll just be on TV. Because obviously um, the Sunday ticket is not up. It doesn't work for preseason, for those of y'all that don't know. So um, you'll have to find another way to watch. But then you got, you know, the Colts play again on the 21st and then on the 27th. And then we're done up until the regular season, which the Colts don't play until the 12th. So that's a huge gap. That's going to suck waiting that long. Yeah. About two weeks. The 29th is the last day of preseason, and then September 9th is the first 
regular season uh, game between the Cowboys and Bucks. So it's about a 10 day difference. Um, mm-hmm. But no one I will be so busy once August 26 rolls around. It's going to fly right by. Um, because with moving back into college on, I'm sorry, the 29th. I'm sorry, I move in the 29th. Once the 29th yeah. hits, um, we'll be very, very busy with that whole process. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we'll get an episode out uh, during that time. Oh, for sure. I don't know. I think a good idea would be after preseason, after camp, to really give our, you know, maybe like our predictions of all 32 teams, just like ranking on from worst or best to worst. I think that would be pretty fun. Um, you know, I'm looking at the uh, preseason schedule here. August 29th, the day I officially moved back into school, there is a Patriots Giants preseason game on at 6 p.m. So maybe yeah, I may have to cruise up there that day. I might have to be a little trip up to uh, the old college and come watch some football with me. Oh, yeah. For That's, sure. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. But yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. Oh, ready to roll. So now, no one and I are going to go practice some Madden, you know, esports life gang gang. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> But yeah, we want to thank y'all for listening, uh, tuning in. Make sure y'all are following, um, sharing with your friends. If you're enjoying us, it's only going to get better from here because uh, football yeah. tomorrow. So the content yeah. will be a little more um, upbeat and fun because we'll actually be talking yeah. about football games. I'm sure. I don't know when we'll record again, but we'll definitely record soon before the second set of preseason games starts so we can get our thoughts on the Hall of Fame. And then if there's any... Yeah, we're probably going to get some time and get a real good sense of what, you know, how how, what what the teams are looking like. So it's just not like a couple things and that's it, so... Yeah, we'll we'll watch the Hall of Fame game, say what we think about the teams that participated, the Cowboys and Steelers. Um, wait a few days maybe for training camp, see if there's any updates in training camp, if there's any injuries or anything like that. Um, and then get back to y'all before the next wave of preseason games on the 12th. Um, yeah. But yeah, once again, for Noah, for me, once again, we want to say thank you to the listeners. We want to say thank you to Dormroom Sports. Um, we appreciate y'all as always for giving us this platform. Um, y'all are the best. And we just joined a fantasy league with them. So looking forward to kicking y'all's butt in that. Noah, you can't say the same. Um, I will try my best. <laughs> um, I'll be there. But yeah, for everyone that listens, it means a lot to us. We appreciate it. And once again, we will be real. Uh, we were back. We will be back again real shortly with another episode. Go. Thank you, guys.